Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Michael Young. Michael, are you ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. Thanks for calling me powerful. Yes. <laughs> let's let's do this. Michael is the manager of education programs at USSIF, the Forum for Sustainable and Responsible Investment, an advocate for sustainable, responsible impact investing. I'm excited to have you on. Michael, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, in a really cool historic neighborhood called the Mexican War Streets, and spend my days working on ways to improve the understanding of sustainable investment and integrating environmental, social, and corporate governance data into the investment process. And that can go from asset managers to to uh, asset owners, uh, whether those are foundations or pensions, to financial advisors. And uh, spend my days, especially here in the pandemic, uh, walking my 12-year-old golden doodle. And um, I think my uh, partner, Rachel, is getting pretty tired of looking at me and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, just, just, just look at the dog then. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I, I appreciate all that. Um, what is the name of the neighborhood again? The Mexican War Streets? Mexican War Streets, yes. That sounds kind so of intense. All of the... Uh, all of the streets, I shouldn't say all the streets, but uh, many of the streets are named after figures in the Mexican-American War. Um, and pardon my ignorance, but one of them is the one who did the naming here. <laughs> okay, nice. Well, fair <laughs> enough. <clears throat> so you are working to incorporate data into um, – is it let's let let's let's take this robust data we have and try to make it usable by all these partners and try to then start to move the needle a little bit on the utilization of sustainable investing impact investing yeah i think that that's a good way to put it i would say that my role isn't specifically to guide people on um how they want to take the data because there's no one way to um fry the fish as, as it were, it is, uh, uh, essentially there's going to be a lot of different approaches and it's going to depend on what you are. So if you are an investment, uh, is managing money professionally for uh, an investor, whether that investment group is uh, an individual or uh, let's say a, a pension with a specific outcome, uh, you might only own individual companies and individual bond pieces, depending on how big you are. So in those cases, yeah, it might be how to consider using some additional data to make their decisions. Um, but in others, it, it may be asset managers who are considering what kind of products to create or launch or how to enhance current products by adding additional layers of analysis. And then more broadly speaking, USCIF uh, has been putting out a report called the Trends Report every two years. It, it dates back to the mid-90s. And uh, the, the most recent report is what we launched last week. Um, and 
the number of, uh, if you calculate the uh, U.S. professionally managed assets at the end of the year, uh, by Cerulean, roughly $51.5 trillion. Of that number, $17 trillion, a uh, little, little bit over, is now some sort of sustainable investing strategy. So we're about a third of wow. professionally managed assets. And that has ramped up quite a bit. Um, when I joined the U.S. SIF team from a ETF shop called Advisor Shares um, in 2016, in the fall of 2016, when we published the report then, it was one in five dollars. Uh, our 2018 report, it bumped up to one in four. Um, but these are huge jumps in money uh, from from 2018 to today. So basically, two years between the reports, it went from 12 trillion to 17 trillion. Uh, there's a lot to unpeeling the onion exactly where it went, but essentially, uh, there's no part of the financial services universe that is not finding some way to enhance either the client relationship, the client outcome, the product outcome, the product analysis. Uh, you name it. Um, and so, you know, we at USF kind of look at our role as representing uh, education and research across all asset classes. So there are firms and organizations that have expertise in specific, excuse me, specific areas. So it could be uh, data collection and selling that data to the asset managers and advisors that, that may use it. There are, of course, the asset managers themselves. Um, and then there are even uh, organizations that have real specialties. So you can look at something like uh, SASB, SASB, uh, who work uh, specifically on sustainable accounting. Or you can look at a, an organization like Ceres, um, who uh, really spend their time more than anything focused on climate and environmental impact of investing. We represent, uh, we, we consider ourselves represent, uh, representative of everything in financial services. So you name the asset class, the investment vehicle, the type of organization. Um, we try to make sure that we're creating useful information and education for everyone. Nice. How hard is it to, to get, for lack of a better term, accurate data, data on, on, on this? So uh, it's getting uh, easier by the year, by the month. Um, there are more organizations that are realizing it's out there. Um, there are certainly opaque areas, uh, mostly because asset managers don't necessarily want to share what they're doing. They may not want to share their secret sauce, so we yeah. don't know exactly how they're implementing. Uh, but what I would say is if you went back to, let's say, 1990, when the first, uh, at the time, call it social index launched, um, there wasn't a lot of data. You could pull some information on environmental impact. You certainly could do some of the the, the quote unquote G, the, the governance piece, the corporate governance piece. A lot of bond managers will say, well, we were focused on that. Maybe not all the parts that the, uh, let's call it the sustainable investment universe would consider necessary to consider, but certainly a piece of it. Uh, but there was not a lot of S data. Um, but here we are 30 years later, and there's a lot of data. And there are firms that are drilling down to country level, to sector level. Corporations themselves are reporting more and more information. Um, there isn't a, a standard reporting mechanism, but I think most of the publicly traded companies in the United States are improving their, their own reporting and what they're putting out in corporate sustainability reports because they want to attract the assets of investors around the world 
who are looking for this information. They want it. So uh, the data is out there. Um, it's getting better and better. And in fact, if anything, I would argue that like anything in financial services, um, uh, technology has helped quite a bit. That We are finding better and better ways to integrate the data that we collect and, and better ways to analyze it. And um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's super exciting. And it's interesting. It certainly makes sense that companies would be more interested in putting that forth and saying, oh, hey, look, we're, we're doing all these good things. Come look at us favorably. Come come put 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 money with us. Um, all of those things. All right. So it's getting a little bit easier uh, to actually get the data. And then how 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 are you? How has it evolved? How are you focused on the lens through which you're viewing that? So actually analyzing it. How how is how has that been changing or shifting if, if at all? Yeah, so I would say um, at USF, so so our role within the industry is is um, you know we we are a membership organization that ranges from the biggest asset managers you know to uh, well-known data providers, uh, you know, whether, whether ranging from Bloomberg to MSCI to Morningstar to Sustainalytics down to uh, you know large broker dealers or individual uh, financial advisors that have set up their own shingles. So so. Of our group, there has been uh, a, di- a different journey per per uh, subsection, I guess, of our membership, for for lack of a better description. They um, are integrating it in different ways. So you may find that there are asset managers who have been intentional sustainable investors since the '90s. That uh, the the growth of data has just enhanced their ability to deliver the returns that they're putting out. Um, uh, you know, as an example, uh, Domini, who who launched that very first social index in 1990, if you look at that index from from inception uh, to today, it's outperformed the S&P 500, and and on a risk adjusted basis as well. Now it's incremental outperformance, uh, so it's not like it's a, a huge huge difference. But uh, what I would argue is that uh, if you had asked the average financial advisor, asset manager, asset owner in the mid 90s, are you interested in integrating social information into your investments? Most would say, well, possibly, but I don't want to give up returns. Yeah. And there was a long-standing mis misperception that you could actually lose performance as a result of of these extra considerations. But what we have found with the growth of, first of all, track records, so professional money managers could actually prove that there was performance to be had, alpha to generate, uh, risk-adjusted return to, to post. Um, what we have found is that uh, everybody realized, hey, there is an advantage to this, and at the very least, considering more data isn't a bad idea particularly if it uncovers risk. So I think asset owners and asset managers in particular who are always seeking ways to either outperform their personal benchmarks or try to make sure that they're delivering whatever targeted goal, um, they're looking this way because there's performance to be had. I think financial advisors, it's different. It's actually the the uh, the reason I started working with USCIF was the lack of understanding the broad scope of history and sustainable investing within the financial advisor universe. Uh, when I worked for Advisor Shares ETFs, we launched the first actively managed fossil fuel free ETF. Hmm. And it had four active managers, each with their own sleeve. And when I went out to tell this story after we launched it to firms that even understood the space, there was um, 
A, a lack of understanding of active ETFs. Um, some of the advantages of the ETF structure, there was, for the people who understood ETFs, maybe a lack of understanding of sustainable investments. And over the course of five years, I realized, boy, there, there needs to be time spent on education on all of the above, but in particular, the advantages and benefits of expanding the advisor's understanding of what sustainable investing may offer, what impact investing may offer to clients and their their own uh, portfolios. So, uh, so luckily, uh, circumstance brought me together with our CEO Lisa Wall, and I joined the team and have been working on, in particular, uh, educating financial advisors. So we have created uh, a three-hour course that you can take online or when we're allowed to in person. <laughs> Uh, this year, it's been a lot of Zoom. So the next Zoom version will be December 9th. Um, we created a, a professional designation, the first of its kind in the U.S. with the College for Financial Planning. And, um, you know, that's essentially uh, a graduate level. Nine, depends on your how fast you can read, 90 to 120 hours of, of reading and work. But uh, when you're done with it, put it on your business card. You understand sustainable investing from its origins. You understand how to integrate data. You understand how asset managers are doing it. If that's not your particular role, you learn the questions to ask. Um, you learn how to write investment policy statements that consider these items, and that may be important to certain clientele. Um, so, you know, all in a nutshell to say, uh, there there isn't one way to do this. Uh, everybody has had a different uh, uh, pace of adoption. But I think the group that will have the most influence in the United States will be financial advisors. And we've been spending a lot of our time the last four years making sure that they have the tools to get started if they haven't done it before or if they've been doing it to stand out from the crowd. Yeah, that's certainly I, I think it certainly makes sense because um, I'm sure that, that the consumer's appetite for it, uh, not unlike the questions that you, you got some five years ago, yeah, I'll consider it, but as long as I'm not sacrificing returns, and you say, yeah, you're, you're not, and, and, and we can demonstrate that, I'm sure that, that the vast majority of, of ordinary investors would are, 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 are wanting it. That's right. Yeah, the, the, that's exactly right. The, uh, the percentages of interest are, are uh, growing by the year, um, but there's... Uh, yeah, there's there's no doubt that essentially if you if you pull uh, the the average investor, um, and you give them the opportunity, we're we're now talking three quarters, eighty uh, percent uh, are are preferring it if if it's available, um, and in fact availability is one of the challenges. We uh, we don't see too many sustainable investments in retirement accounts, which is where the lion's share yeah. of the average investor's assets. Uh, lie and I think we're going to start to see that change. Um, you know, one of the the big trends that we watched over the last ten years was so many retirement accounts shifted towards target funds because it was much easier to say, okay, um, I'm not a professional investor. I know you've given me a suite of funds to choose from, but there's this great asset manager that gave me a, a range of dates close to when I think I might retire. I'm going to choose that. Because um, then I don't have to think about it. I, behaviorally, I don't have to make mistakes. I can just put my money in every paycheck period, and uh, and hopefully uh, when I'm all when it's all said and done, I've done enough. Right. Um, and there were not options uh, from sustainable investment firms or even th the big asset firms that have been 
moving into sustainable investment options. Um, but that changed about three and a half years ago. The first one launched. It's still the only. Uh, but Natixis, so, you know, this is a firm with more than a trillion dollars in assets, launched a sustainable um, target date fund series. Uh, three and a half years in, it's outperforming something like 94, 95% of its competition. Um, that's all target date funds, by the way. And um, I have the expectation that a firm with, with their pedigree, as they hit their five-year numbers, are probably going to win a lot of uh, arguments when they're sitting down with plan providers. Um, and I do think, you know, there's going to be a change in administration. So uh, we just saw some regulatory items that were um, uh, pushed through in, in pretty short periods here in the last 45 days for the Department of Labor and the SEC. Uh, none codified in law, so pretty decent likelihood that they will revert back to where they were before. I don't think there will be regulatory hurdles to incorporate something like a target date fund um, a year from now. And that, uh, you know, and some people would argue there, there's not a limitation today, but uh, in light of the last 30 days, I think some fiduciaries may hold off to, to get some clarity. Um, but that's exciting because I really do think that uh, that average investor is going to say, hey, there's a way I can do this in my retirement account. Two birds with one stone. I want to do this, but I also want a target date fund. And it's there now or it exists. It's up to the plan provider to put it in there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very exciting. And what a great story to tell. And I, I imagine that 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 for people who are listening, the other great big investment companies out there are probably considering it. You and I, perhaps you know, perhaps you don't. Um, I cannot confirm nor deny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to imagine. So excellent. Yeah. I love it. Well, Michael, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Okay. So in, in my four years, what I've spent my time doing is trying to make uh, all of the and it seems like limitless information in this space, easily digestible. So earlier this year, uh, my, my one tip is actually a plug for something that I worked on uh, in the pandemic. If you go to uscif.org, which is ussif.org, and you go to courses, there is a uh, individual investors course. It's free. It's online. It takes about 30 minutes to go through it. Um, it has live links to all kinds of resources. So if you want to study performance histories, if you want to jump to ways to incorporate this in a retirement plan, if you just want to analyze the mutual funds that you've already got in a retirement plan, some work on looking at individual companies that you happen to rethink how you bank locally, um, it, you name it, it is in this course. Um, it's 30 minutes to go through it in one shot, but it's uh, because it's free, you can revisit it as often as you want. If you are new to sustainable investment, but you're a financial professional, I think you'll find it useful. If you are an individual investor and you're saying, hey, this is up my alley, but I just haven't done it before, this is a great way to get an overview, uh, to, to find maybe a couple particular areas where you could take action steps. And that's what the course ends with. Uh, some action items and next steps that you can take uh, you can take one, you can take none, you can do all eight, um, but they make a difference um, because as we say at USF, um, every dollar that gets invested makes an impact, good or bad. Uh, you get to decide what that's going to do, and we hope that you choose a, a professional investment option that, that creates a positive impact. I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come up.
Come on. Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can Savage Nation learn more about you? So, uh, again, uh, uscif.org, uh, the, the Forum for Sustainable and Responsible Investment. Uh, uh, it's It's been around since the 80s, uh, professionalized in the 90s. There are tons of resources, including... The report I mentioned, the trends report, uh, the executive summary is free to download. There are infographics for people that are financial professionals that want to post this into things like LinkedIn to educate their peer group, their colleagues or their clients um, or any other piece of social media, Twitter, Instagram. Um, So uscip.org. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Michael your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to uscip.org. SIF.org. Go to the courses section and take advantage of that free individual investor course, learning about everything we've been talking about. And those links are, are cool. And if this is up your alley, you'll be able to, to figure out how you are spending your money and how that's having an impact. And then you download the trends report um, or the executive summary. Check out all that great resource, all, all those great resources. Thanks again, Michael. Thanks, Harry. Thanks so much for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.